Push the red button if you think you're ready. I'm always ready. Here goes. A new section called the ice cream scoop. Good evening, dudes and babes. Welcome to the Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest in Adventures in Odyssey news, always in podcast form. I'm your host, Garrett Vandenberg, for this August 6th, 2013 edition of the show. Let's get started. Okay, first off, I want to apologize. I know last episode we said it was only going to be like a week between episodes, and then I kind of just put it off like four months or five. I haven't even been counting, but a long time. So I just wanted to clue you guys in that we are now on a new schedule for the show where we will be releasing episodes every other week, starting with this next episode. And that brings me to piece of news number two. Next week, we're going to be releasing part one of our amazing interview with Phil Lawler. That's the co-creator of Adventures in Odyssey, and he's starting a new show now called Iliad House, which we're really excited to talk to you about. We'll get you all up to date on that show next episode. Also next episode, or very soon, we're not sure, we're going to be introducing a new co-host. Now, that doesn't mean that Kevin or I are going to be leaving the show. We're just going to have a new face caressing your earbuds, earlobes with his voice face. It'll be good. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now so you can listen to the next and final part of our interview with Gilby, or Brandon Gilberstadt. Sorry, you know, we're just really close. I always call him by his nickname now. Anyway, here's part two. Besides Odyssey, because obviously Odyssey would be your favorite project you've ever worked on. <laughs> Outside of that, what yep. would you say your favorite project you've ever worked on? Hmm. I mean, you know, I would have to go with Eddie McDowell. I mean, it was a long time ago, and it was a lot of work and a lot of responsibility, but I really feel that it kind of ingrained in me this, this work ethic. You know, now at work, I'm a, I'm a busybody. If I'm not working, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling lazy. And it also really opened my eyes to certain things in the industry, you know, like you grow up and, and you see people around you from Disney and, and, and all around getting in trouble. And, and it made me happy that I kind of saw a direction I could go in and I kind of pulled back and said, you know, maybe I should be a normal kid and not be in Hollywood my whole life. And I think that was a real lifesaver. And, you know, and Eddie McDowell was great. The people over there were great as well. Um, and, you know, it was a good show. But there's a level of commitment there, and that's something that we we often ask about whenever we interview actors and people who work in Hollywood, because there's people who their dream is to be uh, an actor or a voice actor, because it looks so fun, and I'm I, from what I can tell, it's a blast, but there's a commitment there that this is your life whenever you make that commitment. Yes, I would agree with that, and, you know, and that was, uh, it is your life, and your life is no longer private, and I saw this on a very small scale, but still a scale of... You, you walk into places and, and you have to be always on. You can never just be relaxed. When I was a kid, now this doesn't happen to me. No one, no one recognizes me. Thank, thank the Lord. Nobody comes up and says, hey, you're grown-up Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> From Adventures at Odyssey. Hey, are you doing any schemes, Jared Dwight? No, no one does that, <laughs> huh. unfortunately. But, but feel free to, people. I mean, you know, it'll make me feel special for a day, but... You know, just at that time, I would go and I'd always play ice hockey and I would go and try to skate with my friends and I would get surrounded by little girls and I was like, wow, I don't really like this. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather just be a private person. So, huh. When it comes to acting or, or pursuing any sort of uh, a career, I mean, even in production like what you're doing now, do you have any sort of, of tips or, or advice you can give them? 
Yes. Um, you know, I could I could give you I'm gonna give you the cliche cliche advice right here and that's you know, Sweet. never give up, never let any and it's and it's it's true though. It's cliche but it's true, is never give up and never let anyone tell you that you can't do something that you love because you, at the end of the day, if you follow your dream, you're going to be happier in life. Um, but my uh, real advice is that you have to be ready for the long haul. Nothing ever happens overnight, no matter how much you want it to or how much you believe it's going to happen. So if you really love something, then you put in the work and it'll happen. I feel that so many people, for instance, come out to Hollywood and they're like, oh, I'll give myself two years to become some some famous actor or some famous writer or some director, and it doesn't work like that. And the people who succeed in any business, I think, are the people who put in the time, take the necessary steps, and don't give up too easily. Instead of reaching for the stars, they actually think, you know, I'm going to stick it out longer than anybody. I'm never going to give up. So all these people who give up because it didn't happen for them super quickly – now I'm here to take their spotlight. Um, I'm going to ask one last question that I'm stealing that I heard on another podcast, but I thought it was such a good question that I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway. What is your favorite Odyssey episode that never got made? Is there an Odyssey episode that you wish, or a storyline or a, uh, an idea that maybe came up or you wish would have come up that you wish would have happened but never actually happened? Hmm, That is a very, very good question. Um, it's for me, because I've always had so much fun doing it, I would definitely, it was kind of what we touched on earlier where you were saying someone grew up on a show, you know, I would love for Jared to come back and Jared to to still be the same person, but to, to be more of an adult and, you know, maybe maybe he would have a kid who does the same things he does and now he's on the opposite side of the coin and kind of mentoring. How's, how's Jared going to find a girl? Hmm. I mean, did, did he adopt? How is Jared gonna find a girl? You're dissing a fake mm. character. No, I'm not dissing. No. I'm just, I'm just speaking the truth here. Because he was a junior agent and he was wearing uniforms and stuff, and girls okay. think uniforms are cool, and so he was like, "Oh, I'm a junior agent," and the girls like, "Oh, then I like you." And you know, he grew up. He grew up, so like, girls will like him. He won't just be like bugging girls and pulling their hair and stuff. Girls like all grown-ups. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a. That was a long kind of everywhere answer, but yeah. Or even um, Jared finally gets caught. Maybe Jared is finally right about something. In his paranoia and all of his bugging, and he thinks people are going to do this, he thinks people are going to do that. It would be like the boy who cried wolf. Yes, exactly. The boy who cried wolf, he finds out these people are doing this stuff. He's like, no, seriously this time, like they're going to take over whatever, and then they actually do it. And then Jared's like, I told you. Well, that, that that almost happened with uh, with Novacom, though, eh? Like, because he yeah. he was all like, "Yeah, Novacom's gonna happen," and then it and then it did. But I'm talking something crazy, like people, like maybe, like for instance, yeah, because in taking over the world with mind control—that's not crazy. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe maybe the girls really were trying to shoot the man, the spy who bugged me, and then Jared comes out of nowhere and takes a bullet. Boom. <laughs> anyway, so th- thanks so much for talking to us, and uh, it, it's been good having you on the show. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me very much. Anytime you want me back, I will uh, more than happily oblige. I just want to again thank Brandon for being on the show. He's a great dude, really nice guy. I can't say I enjoyed any of the interviews we've done so far more than the one we did with Brandon. He's He was just a lot of fun. I'll see you guys on the next episode, which will be soon. It will probably only be a week. 
I'm not sure. I haven't really talked to Jacob about the exact when we're starting this new schedule thing, but I, it will be soon. And if it's not, you can go to the bank or uh, it'll, it'll be soon. You can go to the bank on that. That's what I meant. Before I leave, I just want to let you know that Kevin and I are both working on a newer show with the Blimey Cows. You probably have heard of their channel, Blimey Cow. They do a really neat show called Messy Mondays. Anyway, they just recently started a new podcast. Kevin is the producer, and I'm the musician behind all the music that goes in there. So if you listen to that show, you'll hear a lot of us over there, too. And I know that if you're listening to this, you're probably a huge fan of both Kevin and me. So if you want to go check that out, here's a promo for that. Hey, kids. Can't get enough of Blimey Cow? Then get ready for more fun, wit, and apple cider vinegar? Yeah, yeah, it's just this new thing. Just go with it. All right. <clears throat> From the people who brought you seven lies about homeschoolers and how to write a worship song in five minutes or less comes a brand new show, The Blimey Cow Podcast. Hear the creators of Blimey Cow engage in candid, unscripted discussion about anything and everything. Jordan. You're Jordan. all making it up as we go along. Josh. You have no idea what we're doing. Jelly. Okay. There you go. Check them out at blimeycow.com slash podcast or search Blimey Cow in your iTunes store. What are you doing? I'm just thinking. 